Welcome back to Legendary Four Space in <laughs> Legendary Vampire. I do this every time. time after that one time. Yeah, never again it's not even this podcast easy. that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to Legendary Four Adventures: Space Vampires. Hell yeah! Bringing back and bringing back an old uh, recurring segment here. I'm gonna run a podcast idea by you guys. Uh, it's just a bad or good. And we've all done this before, right? Yeah, for sure. Whatever it is you're about to say, I definitely agree. We've done this every episode, is. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, my bad podcast idea. We read the last chapter of a book, and we extrapolate from there what we think the book is about. Uh, what do you guys think? So we're all going to visually give a thumbs up or thumbs down and not speak aloud what it is right because we're all on the video chat all right so here's my here's my vote <laughs> it's good it's good okay all right now what if i change that to the last page oh uh i mean i think you can learn okay i don't know if this is like a bit right now but i'm i'm actually i'm i'm kind of getting <laughs> I've got some thoughts because Gary, I really what are you really talking think... about? This is a recurring segment that we have done yeah, every course, single episode. Sorry, I didn't mean to even <laughs> imply that. Uh, but I have thoughts. I think that the last page or line, I think the last like bit of a book says so much about an author because you got someone like Stephen King who purposefully makes for that to not be a thing like you if you were to just read his last line or last page in almost any of his books you wouldn't know what the fucking story is about (laughs) you might be able to know how it ends obviously it might you might get that like the question that you've been asking the whole time is answered but the story you'll have no idea but then a lot of like young adult fiction i feel like that last line or last page is just the whole book you know I gotta admit, I'm one of those shitty people who will, like, get two chapters into a book. And this is, again, when I was reading more often. But I'll get, like, two <laughs> chapters into a book and I'll be like, uh, and I'll flip to the end and just read the last <laughs> sentence. And then very often I would do that and be like, why did I fucking do that? Now I know this person <laughs> lives or whatever. Well, then you never need to read the rest of the book. Then you're like, That's All true. Right. I could just extrapolate. Get from point A to B, look at point Z, and be like, nah, I know the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't do that with this podcast. If you are listening to this part and you're like, oh, should I just skip to the end? There's like, no. Because I assume we'll obviously be recording hundreds of episodes, and at the point that you're listening to this, we're world famous. You're probably going back. Many people who are re-listening. Going way back. Back when they were still underground. Wow. (laughs) How nostalgic this is for you all. This is going to be one of those, like, YouTube videos where in the comments everyone's like, see, they they didn't even know, but now they're huge. (laughs) Holy crap. We're doing we'll finally, this for the fun. We'll kidding. finally actually get a comment on one of the on the, <laughs> oh, one of the episodes yeah. on the website legendary4.com. Please go comment on the website because I'd love to have interaction with the people. <laughs> finally we'll get someone like 3 years from now and it'll just say first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If the internet even exists. Oh. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> the outer net now. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going to jump into the question here. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is your character's number one rule that they will always live by? Ooh. Doesn't have to be anything big, but it's a rule that they will always follow that will not... It doesn't have to be like a outside rule either. It, it can be like a self-made rule. I think I, as a bard, like bard bard because before you know before i came to the dnd universe i was like a devoted uh spoken word poet and i think i've developed like a deep like religious connection with my bard uh bardic influences and have decided that life is a performance so my number one rule is i am always performing wow if I oh, ever yeah. break that rule, then you know we're either like deadly serious or I'm under some kind of influence of something, you know. But as long as I am, you know, doing all right, I'm performing. Nice. I was just thinking like of relating it to the sun loving uh, sort of aspect of surya but i feel like i usually kind of rely on that to be sort of my baseline answer for this and also i don't know where a rule would come from that is like my rule is always love the sun <laughs> um so Three i think hours I... of sunlight a day and one lather of sunscreen a month <laughs> right get <laughs> you stare at the sun tan. for 10 minutes every day <laughs> you have to um, destroy a tube of sunscreen at least once well, a year <laughs> well but like sometimes you know when we're on the spaceship like she doesn't have access to the sun so like even mm -hmm. you know a rule of staring at the sun or whatever i think the rule she would live by is related to some of some more of the depth backstory i tried to lay out uh earlier in the podcast and i feel like haven't uh uh let influence more directly as much as i'd like uh her experience with her mother and i think the basis of what she learned from that and what she lives by is uh uh treat others based upon their actions and not upon their uh facades and their outlooks or you know their outsides treat people wow. based upon their behaviors you know uh <laughs> which i think <laughs> I think yeah. that that rule isn't uh, a retcon. I think you have oh, consistently yeah. done that. So even though you say, like, I want to get back to that uh, that story, yes. But it when you do, it'll feel consistent, which I think is a testament to your character, you know? Thanks, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Toy uh, Toyga... Uh, his rule of thumb is uh, uh, when in doubt, drop the money and run. <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's not worth it. You know, save yourself. I think he's seen way too many of his total buds in mm -hmm. his old gang back in whatchamacallit Island uh, or town uh, that, you know, they tried to go out, you know, with a fight and uh, it didn't turn out well. So drop the money, run. I like but that. your second rule is go back for the money once you think it's safe, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> go back with a shovel. Once the coast is clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, the party used powerful spells to finish off the phase spiders and burn some of the spiders' eggs. After leaving through the old forge, they arrived in an overgrown garden of mysterious plants. 
They then climbed through the last tunnel made by Julian and found themselves in front of an old worn statue. The statue seems to have existed for eternities and exudes an overwhelming aura of order. The party became enraptured and almost lost themselves to an untold fate before being broken out of their trance by a hand on their shoulder and a voice from behind. It's best not to stare for too long. And we pick up there. What? What is I it? I look We're down at my shoulder, at. and I look at the other two's shoulders, and I'm like, wait, are there three hands? Are there? A, <laughs> is there a hand on every shoulder? Or did this <laughs> one person, one by one, and I'm going to turn around and, and face the person to get my answer. Am I facing a right. three-armed person? Uh, well, you are facing a many-armed person, because oh. there is an arm on each Ooh. of your shoulders. But Whoa, uh, good call, Gary. So, <laughs> you look down at a gray hand on your shoulder and follow it back to a pale, sunken face that is missing its eyes. Brass wire glasses rest on the bridge of the nose, and the entire face is framed by straight white hair that touches the ground. An unremarkable but damaged brass band wraps around their forehead. They are wearing many layers of pale yellow canvas that fall on their frame like dozens of unused moth wings. Arms move in and out of the cloth continuously shifting around the mass inside, while two hands are always braced on a long, twisted brass staff with openings on each end. But it is still hard to tell how many arms are actually present. Two bare, gnarled knees lead to a pair of dirty feet missing all toenails. And this person just says, So, you are one of the green man's emissaries? Green man's... Not by choice, I wouldn't say. Uh, we've we've met the man. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about the green man? I, I gotta ask that before we continue a conversation about him, so... You know, one of us doesn't <laughs> accidentally talk shit about the other one's friend. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, me and the green... Oh, oh, it looks like you brought a little friend with you. One of these hands reach up to Tortuga's neck, and a phase spiderling materializes as oh. they pluck it off. Oh. What? You know why spiders lay so many eggs? To ensure at least a small percentage survives long enough to mate. These uh, spiders are especially good at breeding since they can lay their eggs in the ethereal plane. And what? And you can see the ethereal plane from here? Oh, yes. I not to I well, I hope this doesn't offend you in any way, but you don't have eyes. So, how? <laughs> Very astute observation. Um <laughs> Just imagining yes. the Spider-Man one, like him with these brass glasses, just like lifting the glasses and lowering them, except <laughs> it's black the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. Oh yeah, the, the glasses are purely aesthetic. Like I figured, they don't <laughs> do so anything. Funny. <laughs> Other than mainly, it's might be something that they might have worn before. Yeah. Uh, they hold their hand up, and the spider disappears into a cloud of purple smoke. Did you just kill it, or did you banish it back to the ethereal plane? I'm I, just curious. I did nothing. 
I just moved it along its way. Oh, I guess that that kind of explains. Anyway, I'm sorry. No. What what is it that we're looking at here? Something Ooh, reality shifting it. just happened when we were looking at it. What what is this thing? You focus on anything but Primus. Uh, oh, this is Primus. I need you guys to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, shit. Got to do this. Who's Primus again? Uh, the creator of the, uh... Oh, <laughs> that's a... That's a nat one. That's a nat <laughs> oh, I'm one sorry, did Syria. I? I mean, it's a natural one either way, but it is an intelligent saving throw. I messed oh, up. Fuck. But you guys oh. all failed. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Wait, that should be a 12. Just so you know. That's still it's not an 18. All right. So, uh, <laughs> um, okay. So you guys get two levels of exhaustion. Oh, jeez. However, uh, you have advantage on all initiative or intelligence-based skill checks for one day. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh, something just came over me. Is it the statue that did that? I asked the yes. many-armed man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, one quick... Many-armed uh, person, rather, I don't think we've clarified. Yes. Exhaustion is disadvantage on ability checks, and speed is halved. Speed is halved? Yep. So you got half speed and disadvantage on everything. Ooh. Uh, Surya feeling this daze come over her, like, right as she finds out this information that this is Primus, um, just kind of starts to wobble a little bit in place and looks around for somewhere to sit down. Is there any sort of, like, place I can sit? <laughs> so, uh, not focusing on this huge statue, uh, you look at the ground, and there appears to be piles of scrolls everywhere, and you can just kind of, like, sit on one of these piles of scrolls. What? Um, Surya starts to make her way over, and as she sits down in these scrolls, she just says to this many-armed person, um, Why does Primus have this effect on us, and why does it feel like I'm so drained now? Well, the, you probably drank in too much of his... Uh, it, it's hard... Primus? Primus is the god of order. One of the high gods, I guess you could say. Uh, something like this is hard to contain in your mortal minds. All right. So are you telling me this isn't just a statue built for Primus? This is a literal, like, uh, physical representation of him in the mortal world? Um, physical's an odd word, but yes, I suppose you could touch it. So, can you? Did talk someone to him? build this? I guess that's the thing I need. I'm I'm so uh, curious about. Or I've just never seen a bone big enough to carve something this big. So I can't help but wonder how the hell it got here. You know what I mean? I mean. Maybe I'm asking the wrong questions that don't really matter, but come on. I mean, it's a giant fucking statue made out of bone. I mean, 
who knows if it's bone or not. It's been for a long time, but I don't know. I don't have your answer. I'm just the scroll bearer. Ah, uh, pre-bone, pre-bone. Well, uh, scroll bearer, you uh, you seem to have some, you know, ethereal abilities. Uh, can you can you talk to Primus? Is this is this uh, is this like a I don't know some sort of like way to communicate with him? Well, let me show you. Uh, and they quickly climb up the statue and you are just focusing on them as they climb up to this little platform to the right of Primus's head and there's a huge pile of scrolls and actually like a tube leading down that's just like every few seconds spitting out a scroll. How how big is this room again? I I remembered you saying it was very large. It's hard to say. Um is it one of those sort of like it is both large and small deals? <laughs> no, like the inside okay. of a Harry Potter tent. It <laughs> is not. It is not small at all. Like okay. you don't know. Is it kind of like in Lord of the Rings when they're running through? Uh, uh, fucking at the end in um. Minas Tirith. No, in in the, the under the mount Moria when they're running and it the camera like pans out and you're like. Oh shit, that's like <laughs> miles of pillars. But uh-huh. you're also like, maybe it's not, maybe it's just one room. Is it kind of like that? It's so it's like <laughs> you guys are at the center of the plane of Mechanis, mm-hmm. which is this huge clock like tower head, or mm. just clock of a clock tower as big as Earth. Like, think mm. of that. And you guys are at the core of this, hmm. and it still seems bigger. Like you can see all of the edges, and they're like covered in pipes and gears and tubes uh, that are spitting out scrolls. But it seems bigger than like the entire landing platform that you guys originally came through, which is like the minute hand on an Earth-sized, yeah, or the middle of a minute hand on an Earth-sized clock. Okay. And and this statue, how big is it in, in relation? Like, I just heard you say that this many-armed person goes, like, right up to the statue, and I'm just... Is it huge? Is it far away? Is it take up a lot of this room? Not focusing on it. You guys are probably as tall as what would be the toe. Like... Okay. The little oh, toe. Okay. And... But looking up at where they went, you can actually see, like, the room is just infinitely tall. Hmm. Like, it just keeps going hmm. up to a point you cannot see any longer. And it almost seems like they twist, the statue, like, twists into this hole. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so what did they the do? many-armed person, like, used their many arms to climb the stat- said statue, basically? Like yeah, it so, looked kind of like a Spider-Man thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of they were like leaning on the staff and then they like just quickly moved oh. and you saw them like just climbing up the statue and there's just arms coming in and out of this cloth and just climbing up the statue until it gets to the this platform. Just and, to make one final pop culture reference because I guess that's all I'm doing. <laughs> 
God damn it. Just as I say that, Calvin sends me a message saying, explain it in movie references. <laughs> Final reference for those who listen to this and get fed up with my references. So, uh, do the arms function similarly to that guy in Spirited Away with like a bunch of arms where when he reaches, you're like, wait, that arm's like 10 feet long. But then when he like pulls it back, his arm's like, oh, wait, no, that's just a regular size arm. You know what I mean? Like, is this like a magical limbed being with like, or is it because like I'm imagining like I have no idea how many arms this guy has or this person has. Or do I have an idea at this point? And I'm like, oh, it's like six arms. Do you know what I mean by that question? I'm sorry if that's like complicated, yeah. I guess. At least two. Like it's not <laughs> they don't have like they don't have uh, bendy arms. Um mm-hmm. they don't have like arms that stretch. It looks like their arms operate like how arms operate. It's just the fact that they're like going in and it almost looks like they're going into a sling and like moving something inside of the sling. And then the arm comes out in a different place. And if you oh. stood there and like counted the arms and try to like keep track of them, you would maybe see there's like six. But they but come out it, in different spots and yeah. Oh, okay. Like and it's just this big billowing like draping canvas that like comes down at points uh, at their knees. And the height and of this person when we were standing next to them? Are they <laughs> I was like, gonna say are they like height. ten feet tall or? Uh, I'd say they're like six feet okay i'm just trying to make sure that we're not like dealing oh, with yeah. a freaking god or something you know <laughs> so we got we got kind of like a gandalf situation here where that's uh, what movie reference uh he, he doesn't really need <laughs> the staff to walk he's gonna be just <laughs> no uh, and i know we, <laughs> we kind of like went off in the t- tangent but <laughs> what they do is once they get to the platform and these scrolls are coming out mm-hmm. uh they begin to like read the scrolls and they just kind of like look over them and you hear this like faint whispering and uh, the scroll either like disappears in front of them or they like sign something on it quick and put it on through the end of their staff and the scroll disappears to somewhere. Hey, uh, I noticed that the scrolls that you, I mean, I assume you are communicating with, uh, what's his name? Primus. Primus. What are all these scrolls here? I mean, there's a bunch of scrolls piled up in here. Are these, like, messages you didn't like or something? Uh, scrolls I haven't gotten to yet. Wow. Uh, and meanwhile, while they are talking, they are, yeah, they are still doing it and, like, still speaking, but they are turning their head to you. But the process is still going with all their arms, hmm. and they're sending oh. the tubes through. Or the Do I scrolls. still hear whispers, too, like, yes. kind of coming from the scroll? Oh, cool. Yes. I'm going to pick up one of the, like, look down. I'm on a pile of scrolls. I'm going to look down at one of the scrolls and just pick them up out of curiosity. Okay. You open it, and uh, let's... <laughs> Here. Oh, God. Is it going to be something, like, ridiculous, and we're going to realize that this guy has spent, like, a thousand years reading, like, pee-pee-poo-poo pants and not knowing <laughs> what... I just have to write it down so I can like say it out loud. P P. Yes, I'm in second grade. For those who are listening and wondering. <laughs> All right. 
So you pick this up and you read the title of it and it says, A change to the oil consumption in the junkyard on TT units 06 through 139. And you continue to read it and it is just like nonsense bureaucracy of like increasing the oil from like uh, six centiliters to six centiliters and three millimeters. It will help them run faster. It's basically like a request form. Interesting. Uh, But it's archaic and hard to understand. Yeah, Surya throws it back under the pile and <laughs> kind of like does that like close her eyes and shake her head like <laughs> thing. Um, you see why they're sitting down there now? Completely pointless. So are the messages you're dealing with now more uh, pertinent and or more important? One would say, I suppose. <laughs> oh God, no. So you All spend. Right. So you spend your time receiving and sending these uh very uh minute very detailed uh messages yes and i uh, i read them and either make changes and send them back or send them through to primus for primus to get it done Okay, million dollar question here. I'm sorry you guys wouldn't understand that reference. It's from my uh, original planet. <laughs> Why this is how Mechanus works. It is ordered from literally the ground up. So before uh, you did this, did you not exist? Or were you appointed this job? I'm just curious. I'm. Uh, this seems like a lot of work for someone who just, you know, accepts their fate. Is it something you've decided? I was originally the order master of Clockface 3, and then I got the offer, and... You know, Lex has actually gotten the offer as well multiple times, but uh, I don't think he liked the whole getting your eyes magically and ceremoniously removed. Oh. So that was indeed part of the job. Good to know. Good to know. Can you still see us, though? I mean, are your eyes gone, but you see us? Or are you just, you know, going by other senses? (laughs) I'll let you figure that out. And uh, right, they right. throw something at you, and like you catch it, like it's a scroll end or something, and they throw it at you directly at you. Um, uh, excuse me, all, know it's all powerful bad. male person. Um, <laughs> that that little tube you got uh, seems pretty magical. Uh, can you can you shove anything through there? Uh oh. Could could I go through there? <laughs> I knew this was gonna okay. happen. <laughs> Uh, uh, are you the size of a scroll? Nah, but that looks like a tube that size don't matter. I think I could make him <laughs> the size of a scroll. I didn't size like that always one. matter with tubes. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're right about that. <laughs> Julian has like this weird moment of remembrance that he won't reference, but you all seem to slightly understand. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, uh... Well, what what was your name again? Oh, uh, I am Vitera Tantum, the scroll bearer for Primus, or scroll reader for Primus. Vitera, uh, the green man we'd brought up briefly, um, we're working against him. Let's be clear here. Uh, ah, so you are 
Lying? No. Uh, our friend here, she gestures to Julian and says, uh, had an encounter during which uh, he he had a sort of green uh, paint overcome him. And as he has been using that to be able to get us here as which I really, really need to get to in just a second. We know there's something, some sort of plan going on centered in this room. Uh, as he's been using that, it seems to be draining his uh, green influence. So we are very much looking forward to not having this sort of green fever be a, a factor involved, but also it has helped us get here. Now listen... We know there is some sort of plan with a bomb and a nose, which we have put together is likely the nose to a statue, likely this statue, which we have just, well, not statue, I suppose. I don't know how to refer to Primus, but where is Primus's nose? I think something's going to happen with his nose. Well, I did tell you to not look at the statue, but it is here. She looks up and then... And then... Okay, <laughs> roll an it. intelligence saving throw for me, please. Okay. Six. <laughs> Primus's nose is the optimus place for a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good one. Dustin, Dustin, you get inspiration for that. You can mark off inspiration on what? Uh, <laughs> sheet there for me. All right, all right. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to resolve this. Okay, so you get plus one. Add plus one to your intelligence. Like temporary or? Nope. Oh, oh. Okay. You gain a level of exhaustion. Okay. So level three of exhaustion. Is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Okay. Uh, where's exhaustion? Anyone say that? Oh, Dustin, did you look at the statue too? Well, of course. I thought. I mean, I thought everyone oh, looked at it. Well, we I looked at it at the beginning, but I just yes. looked at it again. Yeah, uh, we'll worry about exhaustion when it comes to it. But I will let you know that once you get six levels of exhaustion, you die. Okay, all right. Good oh. to know. Uh, and you are transfixed by this statue. Uh, Viterra quickly climbs down and, like, goes to, like, shake you out, but I am going to still need you to make one more intelligence saving throw for me, please. Okay. Seven. <laughs> Surya's studies did not have to do with a lot of intellectual... <laughs> uh, Add plus one to your intelligence. You are now at four levels of exhaustion. And your hit point maximum is halved. Oh, fuck. Toytoyga's gonna go over to uh, Surya and just kind of just like push her head down into the, like, to face looking at the ground. And uh, it's just gonna be like, all right, this is enough uh, primetime fun for me. I said not to look at it. All right. Uh, can we, uh, hey, uh, uh, all, all, all seeing mailman, 
Uh, here, can you take this little note and uh, maybe shove it down your tube? That'd be great. <laughs> they read the note. What does the note say? The note says, Icy Tortuga, Toitoiga would like a uh, a shield <laughs> that is essentially a replica of his shell uh, that can be icy and he can maybe, you know, use. So he has a shell on the front and a shell on the back. <laughs> And it can straight slide to Primus. <laughs> what do you, what straight do you, to Primus. Say you know, <laughs> straight to Primus. Um, I used the... all. I used all my inspiration when I was writing it down. I was just imbuing it with That's with it. all my all my inspiration. <laughs> just thinking, oh, Almighty Primus. <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if I'll, let me let me look here. I'm gonna look at the. What intelligent based skills do you have? Um. Not a lot. Uh, skills I got. Uh, I got one in athletics. Nope, that's strength. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got four in investigation. Uh, that's not that. Okay, that would be. Well, let it. me see here. But I've never been so inspired to write something in my life. Yeah, just, just. If you would like to use your inspiration, I will give you advantage on this, but you are exhausted, so that's disadvantage. So you can roll normal <laughs> intelligence. So it's just a straight D20 roll. Okay. Ten. <laughs> just middle of the road, goes right down the tube. Just a big old and, ten. You know, a nice, reliable ten. You know? Nice, reliable, <laughs> Good, steady, steady ten. ten. <laughs> uh... All right, uh, they quickly scribble on it, uh, and they say, I've made a few changes. It should see Primus in six to eight months once it gets approved. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? That's some bureaucracy in right six there. six to eight months, you just get a dead turtle. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I asked for. All right, now that that is over, uh, what were we? We were talking about the green man. Yeah, basically, man, uh, male person. I have. What was your name again? Vitera. Vitera. So here's the deal, Vitera. This influence that I've had on me, which, by the way. <laughs> Asking my DM, am I feeling any influence of the green fever now, or is it all gone? Ooh, I don't even get to know. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's just let's leave it at let's yeah, leave it at that. Me still questioning it because I don't mind. It'll, it'll come it. up. It'll come up in a little bit. It'll come up. I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna be like, this whole thing was okay. Basically, you said you used to be what Lex is now. Well, we came here. To help Lex out. We were in the middle of this whole thing with some vampires. If you want to know about it, we'll tell you. But it's a long story. And it led to us ending up here and trying to help this place. Mechanus, as this place is what I'm referencing. Not this room, but Mechanus as a whole. And the way we could do that was by helping Lex take down this green man. And then we need to like work for him for a day. That's the easy part. We thought the green man would be easy too, but it turns out this guy is not so easy to uh, take down. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm curious as to uh, just knowing that Lex advised us to take this dude down. 
versus this dude trying to take McCannis down with this green fever. I don't know. Like, what do you think? Should we, uh, you know, do you have any way of helping us? Or do you think we're crazy for even trying? What do you think? Well, if you truly are not emissaries of the green man, which I still don't 100% believe, uh, then... Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, they've uh, he sent. Well, there was a kobold once that he sent down. Very easy. He just looked at Primus a little bit too long and went crazy. There's other green creatures, shambling mounds, green slods. Uh, but unfortunately, they perished under. Well, I'll leave that up to imagination. Uh, I'm not sure about you. If you do say you are looking to fight the green man, I do know his weakness, but... Uh, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. What would it take for you to trust us? Because I'm telling you, I'm being 100% honest with you, and I'm willing to do what it takes to prove that. Because there's no reason I wouldn't. We need to take this guy down before something happens. Uh, they just kind of like walk away mid-sentence as you're talking and go back to doing what they were doing before. Reading the scrolls, putting them through tubes, or reading them uh, to Primus, and they just disappear. And the tunnels that you made on your way here? So, in my experience with this green fever that the green man uh, forcibly placed on me if i actually remember correctly he manipulated me through a series of conversation and entrapment and the only way out of said uh conversation slash entrapment was by accepting said green fever so it was like pretty much the most manipulative thing that has happened to me in this whole universe uh and the only way i realized i could get rid of this manipulated power was by using it which I was not a fan of, and that's honestly why I had it for so long. But then it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because using this power drained it from me and brought us closer to here, which we are trying to protect. So while I totally understand your inclination to believe that I am, you know, not the greatest of people because of the color of the paint that drips down from this top hat, I have to implore you to look deeper because uh, the only way I got here was by getting rid of the green paint. And, man, I feel like I'm on an episode of this uh, TV show that we watched in Earth called Survivor where you have to uh, <laughs> plea your case. More uh, anyway, More references. Ah, the reference episode. But, yeah, that's basically it. So all of the green fever that you think I've got, I'm trying to get rid of. And the way, way we got here through those green tunnels... Was that it was me trying to get rid of the green fever and get here to help you who we did not know existed. Glad to meet you, by the way. <laughs> I mean, mate, come on. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's on his hands and his knees. Uh, well, uh, I am perfectly. <laughs> Surya perfectly... looks up actually from her hands and knees a little angrily at Tortuga. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I am perfectly capable of defending Primus myself, and its immediate surroundings, unfortunately. The rest of Mechanus is going to have to take care of the rest of the tunnels that you made. Uh, they, like, wave their hand, and the green tunnel that was behind you just kind of, like, closes up and melts away. And then there's just a brass wall behind you. All right, listen. Surya raises up from her exhaustion very with a lot of effort. Um, if we were all, em if we were emissaries of the green man and on his side, why would we not all be overcome with the paint? We are here to try and save Mechanus, and in our efforts to foil the green man, we came across a graphic image of his plan. I think that had I a think bomb. Scribbled it plus down, right? Show him the nose. picture. It, it was. A bomb plus nose. <laughs> and what uh, what rooms did you come through? Well, we came from the spider room. That was the most room where they one. were seemingly experimenting on some uh, large creatures. Uh, you know, some glass what was tanks the, broken. What was the room where you found these spiders? Uh, it, was, it was like an armory. There was a bunch of armor. There was some swords. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then there was a door that led to the eggs of said spiders. There was also within a, this armory. a centurion in a large circular uh, depository, a, a fountain, or I don't know exactly. I never got close to it. Well, the, the room you are talking about is the forge. There's a forge and an armory. The next room you came through... Uh, they actually, like, close their eyes at this point and are, like, thinking and almost rocking their head back and forth and looking back and, uh, the dangerous plants room, um, oh, there yeah. is, yes, creation laboratories and then even an old factory for Modrons. Uh, Surya, and you said here's... you saw this on a board that was out in the open? No, we found a map. I forgot. Ah, uh, this who was found this was it. down in the Green Man's tunnels, uh, down below something uh, in the underground. Uh, he's got a bunch of tunnels. They're all green. Uh, that little uh, gecko guy that you uh, mentioned, uh, he's down there. He uh, survived uh, Primus the Midas, uh, and he's uh, not doing so hot down there. Um, I gave him some tube food. He's a little better. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he, yeah, he could be better. Uh, but yeah, it was down there. He's he's obviously got an operation down there. It's kind of a home base, but he uh, figured out that we figured where his home base was, and now he's moving along. And uh, uh, we think uh, the nose, you know, up there. Toy took it like points back behind him. Uh, that nose is uh, that's target number one. That's ground zero right there. Schnoz zero right there. Uh, yes, I understand. Um, so you connected some very interesting rooms with green tunnels, right? Some hard proof is what we connected. Thank you very much. And one of your party member comes here halfway green. Yeah, because we got attacked by the green man and uh, we weren't so lucky. But now, thankfully, we got Primus on our side. So, uh, and we got you on our side, obviously. You seem like a 
a smart person, and uh, I think between the four of us, uh, we should be we should be fine. Hopefully, no one turns green again. That's our goal. All right, I I'm, I feel like I'm laying this out. Uh, you gave the green man access to some very dangerous rooms that allows him to create modrons, create giant monsters equip those giant monsters with weapons and poison those weapons are you telling me this whole thing was a setup that we just went through did we just get set the fuck up surya kind of like leans over to julie <laughs> because uh gary if you remember you did go are we leading him straight to a place that is he like using us <laughs> surya is gonna lean over and just be like we did kind of consider the possibility yeah all right. Using it to our advantage, okay? This is how we lure the green man out, okay? We haven't been able to get to him, okay? And the we... only way we can get to him is to have him come to us. And we didn't know exactly what the statue meant on this map, so we didn't know exactly how to get to it. And this was our best bet, and we knew we had to get here to try and stop him from finishing the equation we found, which was nose plus paint bomb equals... The entire clock tower dripping in green paint. Wait a second. If the green man were to somehow bring a paint bomb into this place, could he use this statue in any way to completely contaminate Mechanus? Does that make sense? What we are worried about. Does it even make sense to you? No, but... Uh, well, that's good, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean... You see, Mechanis operates on an order of order. To be exact, it, it is the plane of law. And where he comes from, the Feywilds... Uh, rules are things to be twisted and broken... If he is able to possibly get a green paint bomb stuffed up Primus's non-existent nose, I don't know. Non-existent? Do you say that because it's like a Don't weird... look at the statue. I'm not going to look at it. But does the statue <laughs> not have a nose? Is that what you're telling me? It... In spirit, it has a nose. Okay, so it's... It's you're not telling me this is an impossible task. You're telling me this is a almost uh, non-physical task that this green man is trying to accomplish. Yes. All right. Now let me ask you this. Say hypothetically, you just decided, oh shit, I trust these guys. Hypothetically, <laughs> what would we do? <laughs> what would you do if you believed us that the green man is on his way right now with said monsters, with said plants, with said weaponry? and you believe us about this green paint bomb nose thing, non-existent nose thing, say all this is true, and you're like, oh shit, these guys are right. What would you do? Look, I, I do believe, I, I don't, I think you guys kind of messed up coming here, uh, but I can't really stop that, and I'm not going to kill you. I'm not mean. Uh, fair, but. Fair. Fair, thank you. <laughs> Surya looks to the other two and just kind of goes, fair, 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 fair. Ultimately, the green man is not powerful. Uh, he is an 
Avatar, an avatar of the color green. That is all he has power over, and while that is twisted with fey magic, he's not very strong on his own. It is just his influence over others, and his powers are limited by the amount of paint he actually has. While he can make a small amount of it on his own, it is not really worthwhile. So, I would either find him alone, find his supply of paint and destroy it, or both. Hmm. So, hypothetically again, if this is all happening and true, you don't think we should stick around? You think we should get out of here and try to find the green man? Because we came here to stop him, but... It sounds like you uh, don't think we should let him get here because he'll be more powerful with backup. Should we, like, cut him off? Ambush him? Uh, uh, hypothetically. <laughs> Ultimate, alternately, I could teleport you back into the poison plants room where where they are getting set up. Let's say this. I, I'm not even certain of this at this, this point. It has completely gone green. I have not not able to see any of it. But if you did teleport there in your current state, chances are they would still have enough forces to kill you outright. Yeah, I'm not feeling so hot. That extra glance I gave really set me back. Is there anything you can do to help us right now with our exhaustion and our states, as you so put it? Unfortunately, nothing but a little bit of good rest will help that. Um, but you can uh, you can teleport us back to maybe our ship. I can do that, yes. I can pretty much move you anywhere on Mechanis. I just can't bring you back. As long as you are in my domain, I can move you out. Um, but, I mean, for example, if you wanted to go into the Lime Labyrinth or... Uh, somewhere that leads to it. I could push you there. Um, Gary, can you make me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage, please? Disadvantage? Shit. Coming up. Alright, I clicked it. No, check oh, it. No. I got... Oh, a four. Can you do slash GM roll and then a sleight of hand check so you can just roll a d20 plus your sleight of hand? Wait, sorry. So slash GM roll yeah. one d20? Yes. And then I can add your sleight of hand. And lick your plus 11 to sleight of hand, Gary. It's really nice. All right. Gary, can you shoot me one more uh, d20 roll with advantage? How do I do that? Because it only gave me one option. Uh, just do slash GM roll space d2 d20. Uh, and no. I'll take the higher. Hey, that uh, is please don't roll very... Well. Because I think whatever... I think if you roll well here, that's bad for us. I <laughs> see those and you see which one's which? Yes. There, Sam? Yep. Cool. I just turn. I'm the green man suddenly. <laughs> stab you guys in the throat. <laughs> oh, God. Ending, ending said session. Oh. I'm not rolling. I've made a knife okay. out of green paint. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where, where did we leave off last when I asked Gary to do that? Uh, we were uh, thinking about what we were going to do. Yeah, oh, yes. I was hypothetically speaking, and then he was like, well, I could bring you to the Lime Labyrinth, or I could transport right. you to your ship. Or... 
Yes. Um, so, uh, at this point, they are, like, back up on the platform. I don't know if I already said that. Mm-hmm. I thought I did. Uh, going through scrolls. and Yeah. Uh, yes. Otherwise, I, uh, I can give you this, I suppose. And they pull off the headband. Oh, what? What what does that do? Won't help with your exhaustion, but well, it'll help you. It will definitely help you. I put it on. My hand has suddenly got like a handful of like peanuts in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so they throw this like nondescript brass band, and uh, do you want to put it on? Uh, if it lands near me, I am taking every precaution to not look anywhere near Primus again. But if I see it lands near me, yes, I will. I will try and put it on. Uh, okay. Well, you can raise your intelligence by two more. Oh, fuck yeah! All right. So this is a headband of intellect, but it also has. Has your intelligence gone up six points since I, we started? I had a this plus session? zero, and I have a plus two now. Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> it's gone up by four. But, Four, but still, that's still significant, because usually you just get, like, one. Mm-hmm. But she almost died as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, does the headband give you exhaustion? No, not the headband. Oh, good. The, uh, you can also cast scrying once a day. Oh, shit. Okay. What should I write this down in my inventory as? Uh, let's just call it a headband of scrying. Tight. Hey, uh, what's what's scrying? Yeah, I want to know that too. So, do you guys know what scrying is in general? Nope. nope. Okay. It's one of those words where I'm like, if someone were to say it to me in public, I'd just be like, yeah, totally. You, you guys know? seen but... uh, Stranger <laughs> Things? Yeah. 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 All of it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know when like Eleven goes into that sensory deprivation tank? And yeah. she's yeah. like trying to reach out and look at what's going on somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like in in the latest season, yeah. They were like watching the older brother. Well, and like, well, look at spoilers. Uh, don't want to get too much into spoilers. I won't here. say what he's doing. <laughs> I'll like, just say they were looking for him. It's kind of like warging in uh, uh, Game of Thrones. That's that's a reference I don't understand. <laughs> uh, but yes. I that's can send fine. out my mind to like find things, basically. Yes, that's dope. Hell you yeah. can see and that's hear a particular sick. creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. What? You could do it for the Green Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really fucking could, couldn't I? Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, is gonna put it on and. Oh my god! And then later of... we can do it with like the Countin shit. Sorry. Ooh. But this is like a big deal, I think. Yeah. I mean, they have to uh, be on the same plane of existence, so it is—it's not like something that you can be in space. I mean, I guess you're still on the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Technically, oh, man. Technically. Okay. Yeah. No, you just works. wrote yourself into the most mm-hmm. game-breaking. That's <laughs> fine. Friend. If you guys want to spend twelve days making checks against their uh, <laughs> wisdom saving throw, then we can certainly do that. Fair. Uh, oh, yeah. Surya is right now, immediately she puts well, it on and she gets like a flash of... Well, what? I'm doing well, this. I'm doing all right, this. All right, I'm sorry. All right, all right, she, be, all because right. she gets it. Uh, this person dropped it and said that it helps. She puts it on and yep. gets a flash of like, you know, everything fading away, sort of a black plane, but like a blip of her friends around her like she gets a sense of what this thing does and then 
gets a determined look on her face and closes her eyes and reaches out to see if she can see where the green man is. Okay. So, uh, let me just consult my least favorite sound (laughs) in Dungeons and Dragons, other than okay, Mm. is (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just a deep Uh, breath. Must make a wisdom. So, okay. You have. Have you met the target firsthand? I. I don't think you have. Yeah, I don't in think the Surya. in the Battle of the Mesh, right? Didn't in the Battle of the, the Mesh, mesh I've mm. like seen this person. I did not get in yes. very close proximity. Oh yeah, with you the didn't talk to it, them. It though. still Surya counts, you're, but yeah. you're okay. not familiar. You don't still know counts. the target yeah. well. Yeah, you don't have the likeness or a picture. You don't have a garment, and you don't have a body part. So... Does my hat count as a garment? No, it does not. Because it's mine. It's not his. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's just so your spell save DC would be eight plus your proficiency plus your intelligence modifier, which is now plus two. Eight uh, plus four plus two, so fourteen. Okay. Sick. Sick, So Sam, uh, or I guess I'm gonna ask um, the male person. I keep forgetting their name because it's so cool. What is it? Viterra. Viterra. Um, so I want to ask Viterra, uh, oh, okay. So, so, uh, Viterra, say I'm a guy walking around the, the, the plane of Mechanis and Surya over here wants to find me. Would I be able to feel that happening? Is that something I would sense the, uh, scrying, uh, of me? You know what I mean? Or is it something we can do, you know, under the guise of incognito? Uh, they shouldn't know. Okay, good. Because I would, uh, would hate to piss the wrong guy off. Julian takes a deep breath, uh, a, a deep sigh of relief as Surya is, as they speak, doing it. <laughs> is he finding out that she's doing this right now? No, probably not. Oh, okay. So, Surya, uh, I've always liked the Stranger Things version of scrying. And I really like it. You are just like kind of on a plane of existence. You close your eyes and think the command word, whatever it is, and cast this spell. And you are just like shunted in this black void with thin, like a thin layer of liquid on the floor. And you are just kind of searching and searching. And all you see is the green man hunched over, seemingly nothing. It looks like his hands are wrapped around something, but you can't see what it is. And he is either banging something on a table or putting them, putting something together. Like, those are the two things he's doing. And then it just disappears. Did I? And I had no sense of, like, where he is. No. Did I? Nope. <sighs> you got no information. You, it it failed, is what I will okay. tell you. Surya opens uh, her eyes. I actually, I kind of like that. When she does this, she puts the headband over her eyes, yeah, like to like black it. it out. And so oh, she pulls cool. the headband up from her eyes and uh, just says, "He's he's working on something. He's working hard on something." But I couldn't tell much else. Okay, I bet it's the bomb we were worried about. Very likely. All right. So as you guys are just kind of like talking and doing this, so the rest of the people do not notice this, Julian. Behind your back, you take out that small vial of poison that you created earlier. You 
quickly take out a crossbow bolt. You dip your finger into the poison and begin to etch runes onto it. Elven symbols. Onto, onto the crossbow bolt? Yep, and you're not even looking at it. You're like doing this behind your back. Oh my gosh, I hate this. I hate this right now. And all the while, uh, nobody is seeing this. Surya just went into her scrying thing. And as you are talking, you load the crossbow bolt and fire it at Viterra. No! Oh. And we'll end it there. Oh! Thank you.